0: Fire's coming. Are you ready for the fire? We're firemen. Okay. We are firemen! Got it, coach. The heat doesn't bother us. We live in the heat.
1: We train in the heat. Yeah, let's go. It tells us that we're ready. We're at home. We're where we're supposed to be. Yeah, first off, when I say thanks, coach. Thanks, coach. Working hard doesn't mean bankroll, but aim for the box for the bank, though. Uh-huh. Pad to pen, yeah, take note got at the helm we in the same boat the game requires her to pain though no slack practice never cancel yeah. learn how to ball yeah. coach when i fall uh, lesson is learn
2: you're listening to thanks coach with your host darnell samuels
1: i couldn't avoid it any longer A storm was brewing. Grade 9 basketball at Notre Dame in 1996 was easy. It was grade 10 I was worried about. Trust me when I tell you I've heard all the horror stories in the cafeteria about what a jerk coach Danny Hamilton can be. Yo, this guy had a track record of cutting good players. He took no prisoners. He didn't care who you were. He didn't just want your talent, he wanted everything. Well I figured Soft things. If I gotta put up with this guy for a couple of years so I can make it to the league and make millions, I was cool with that. But it turns out after playing for him, I gained something more valuable than money or fame. I gained character and grit. Thanks Coach Hamilton. Okay, so today we have my old basketball coach, Mr. Hamilton.
0: You said old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cam. Old, uh,
1: well, it's been what? I played, I played for you when I was uh, 15. That was grade 10. Yeah, yeah some great time, time, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wow. been a while, but I'm glad I get a chance to uh, sit down with you and... Uh, Pick your brain about some things as I reflect about what it was like playing back then. But just for those of people who don't know you, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background.
0: Um. Well, uh, my name is Dan Hamilton, and uh, I've been playing ball all my life. That's why I knew I didn't really have much of a choice because my sister uh, Carol, uh, she was on the national team since ugh, I can't remember, and uh, junior national. She was just making all kind of records and WNBA. Uh, selected by Houston, so in my
1: house it was like the. Oh, thing. she was. Oh yeah, the Houston Comets. Yeah. Oh yeah. The first inaugural season she mm-hmm. played. Oh my gosh, I think I remember. <sighs> so I did watch the inaugural season.
0: Yeah, but actually, but actually, for her though, she actually didn't, um, actually, end up playing for Houston. Uh, she got drafted by them, but then she went play Europe.
1: Yeah. Well, they pay more.
0: And you know what, and and on top of that, then she was she was not out of the mix because Charlotte wanted her so badly and a bunch of other teams, and she ended up going to L.A., but, you know, yeah, the, tragically, I mean, she ended up, uh, you know, she she died of cancer eventually. She's, really? Uh, yeah. So oh. it was, uh, you know, it is what it is, and she had an amazing career. She was like a little star. She burned bright, you know, for a mm-hmm. long while, mm-hmm. winning all kinds of awards, and mm-hmm. um, then it was time to go.
3: Hmm.
0: Okay. Oh, so then when did you start playing? She forced me to play back in grade 7, 8 as a way of uh, losing weight. And then she used to talk smack to me on purpose because she knew that's how I responded. So, and then I ended up uh, practicing by myself just so she would know. So when I played, I was going to beat her and uh so that's what we uh that's what, uh, how I got started because she didn't think you know the good thing about her too uh she'd bring me to the gym and show me well this is what a layup looks like you mm-hmm. know and, and this is how you do it and then my brother helped out with that too my older brother who went and played for the and a very good player guard and uh, um so between them and then my younger sister uh Sandra she played and she well she's a three time hall of famer oh really yeah so, um, in Manitoba, in Brandon, and uh, in Sheridan. So, in my house, it was like
1: it's the way it was. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, well, why ball his life? Yeah. <laughs> Back then, okay. <laughs> so then, uh, where did you play, and, and how well did you? How far did you go?
0: You know what? Okay, so you know every kid, high school kid, had a dream to go play in the states. I did have my offers, but unfortunately, I didn't. Uh, didn't take care of my education. Mm-hmm. So I had my my options were limited. I ended up going to play out in State College in Calgary. They were number one in the country. They just finished coming off of the national championship. So mm-hmm. I went there because they're going to California. Heck, <laughs> let's go! So it wasn't any planning. I just went out there. So so basketball was fun, and uh, we won a national championship out there too. And um, then came back and played a little bit for Laurentian. We did oh, all right there and. Uh, uh, then I finished off teacher's college. I went to teacher's college I went to Brandon University, which so I played a little bit of ball up there too. And um, and it was, uh, you know, but by that time, it was a, a secondary thing for me. I wanted my education. I wanted to become mm-hmm. a teacher. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that was a thing for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, so what year did you get to N.D. or at Notre Dame?
0: Ooh, was that a good question? N.D., Hmm. I don't remember.
1: Was <laughs> well, it was really that long? You were there. Yeah, and you know far? what? I was
0: I was, there, I was only there for eight years. I mean, it was, it was a good eight years at the school. Because uh, what happened was, I had uh, taught, and when I was when I graduated out of uh, Brandon University, I taught mm-hmm. in in Manitoba mm-hmm. for a semester, then came back to Ontario, and I was very fortunate to get a job. You know, good people like you know uh, Coach Preto. Who, and uh, uh Derek Devine he those are the kind of people that had me come over into the school system introduced me to okay
1: to that okay all right so uh, I got to ND 96 was my grade nine year man that was a good year <laughs> man, 96 was a good year <sighs> so so I so uh, and so grade nine Bantam. But that was um, Mr. Brennan. Okay. And then. Good man. And then what happened was um, Jerome Robinson, Kevin Kappa Mm -hmm. are in grade nine. They're in my class and they get moved up to the junior team. Yep. (laughs) How good were they? Uh,
0: You know what? It was, uh, I saw their heart. I saw their uh, commitment and their willingness to do what it takes to become that junior player, and even if they didn't quite have it, I know they'd learn or develop into it. Now, now I got to tell you though, there was a lot of guys, a lot of talent that back then. Yes, yes. So, and you could easily make a, a good case, like, well, why weren't people other people brought up? Right. That's a good point. I mean, you can argue that to the cows come home, and you're probably right. But at the end of the day, as a coach, you got to make some tough tough calls and we couldn't deprive the banner program
1: of all the good players some of these players need to make the program work right right well yeah because um that was interesting so wait did you watch the grade nine tryout and then picked yeah saw them stick out from it
0: yeah so what we did as coaches we made sure that we understood the whole system we were cohesive Mm-hmm. In our in our decision making, who's going to move up the senior from the juniors? Who's going to be taken from the bathrooms to the juniors? So there was a process that we as coaches came together to make. We were we were
1: united. So so you would say that at that time, ND was uh, a basketball program. Oh
0: yes, we were. We were a program.
1: Okay, it's, it's, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like mm-hmm. a family where it, there was it wasn't disjointed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in grade nine, but you know when I made the team. Man, I felt like, you know, yeah, I was part of the family um, with Gaiman, yep. Curtis Francis, some tough players, Andrew there. Wiggins, yeah, and even like um, Golden Boy who was there prior. So mm-hmm. he was, you know, he, by the time I got to Notre Dame, um, Golden Boy already left to go to Michigan State. Right.
0: They set the tone, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so that was the big thing for uh, my group coming in. Yep. Everybody was just like, okay, I'm next. Yeah. Everybody was just kind of licking their chops, like, okay, if Golden Boy did it. I can do it too. Yep. Um and that year, our grade nine year, I think they won the national championship. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, you know, everybody's on fire like, okay. Yeah. So everybody has, you know, like stars in their eyes, like, yep. okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this. So being a part of the family, it, it definitely felt like that. We yep. got to wear our warm ups on um Mm-hmm. Game day, and then on top of that, the
0: Raptors were really coming to yes. together too. Because yes. Mo
1: Pete, who played with David, end mm-hmm. up going to play for yeah the Raptors. The Raptors. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. And then um, that's right. Because then the Raptors started in '95, so yeah, man. Every everybody was um hyped to play um, um for the program. Mm-hmm. Now, by the time you know, it was it was it was a weird transition for me because um, I didn't handle tough coaches well. And I hadn't really been exposed to tough coaches. My grade-A mm-hmm. coach, uh, he was pretty easygoing. He wasn't really a basketball coach. He mm-hmm. let us pretty much do what we want, very undisciplined. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to Mr. Brennan. Um, you know, we kind of got to do what we want. No disrespect to Mr. Brennan, but, you know, our guys were running wild. Uh, but he was, then, easy, he was easygoing. Yeah, he was yeah. easygoing, you know. <laughs> but then, you know, you know, Jeff Edwards, you know. We'd be yeah. the, <laughs> Jeff, oh, Jeff we'd be in the, be in the cafeteria. <laughs> We'd be at the cafeteria, and Jeff would be like, oh, you guys think you guys are going to do that next year? Oh, boy. Oh, this is going to be great. You know, he was just, like, scaring us. He's like, oh, Mr. Hamilton's going to tear a strip off you guys. So the whole summer, I'm just like, oh, frick. I'm like, damn, man, i got to go play for Mr. Hamilton. And long story short, um, it was nerve-wracking um, playing for you. It, um, I was anxious a lot um, just because I wasn't used to a male a domineering male figure mm-hmm. being under that like my father's not like that mm-hmm. every coach I played for was not like that so um, it was difficult but why did you coach that way? You know what? Because uh, you guys
0: established the baseline that all the guys, I want to go D one. One of the first questions I asked: well, What do you guys go? Of course, goals? of course, and yeah. Dreams and hopes, and mm-hmm. I knew that. And like you said, Golden Boy and uh, you know Preacher and Phil, they was crazy with a, a, a six nine guy, six ten guy. I can see why you guys would say that, but I want you guys to believe what you said. Mm-hmm. And when you guys all said unanimously that you all want to go D one, then it kind of tells me as a coach the level I need to coach at, right? And at that time, there wasn't a whole lot of information. there's not a proliferation of what there's now, like YouTube and everywhere you can go find information on what is actually D1. Mm-hmm. and so I find myself almost uh, doing the educational piece like it's not a joke if you understand what you just said you have to give up your childhood to go play D1 because you got to train, 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 go hard mm-hmm. because when you are sitting around, there's some kid in New York or Alaska shooting thousand shots a day. Mm-hmm. When you're watching a commercial, there's a kid dribbling up and down the street, mm-hmm. and I knew that because uh, when I was at Brandon, we had a coach, Jerry Hemmings, and uh, he's from North Carolina, and he he was not easy guy, mm-hmm. and he would tell you, you know, this is what it's like, and, and even growing up, I knew that. I grew up in a very, very uh, big-time basketball place. I mean. What well, Eli Pasquale, who uh, Michael Jordan and uh, Scottie Pippen and those guys couldn't trap him. And uh, that's the team that beat the Americans uh, back in the day. And mm-hmm. that's, he was from the area. So it, where I grew up, it was the, it is what it is. And uh, we always looked upon ourselves as we were like more humble mm-hmm. because we always thought, you know, Toronto's got a better game than we have and all that. So we, we went almost twice as hard, three times as hard just to become, just to compete. Mm -hmm. so growing up with that mentality and then bring it to you guys was okay sorry about that so the next level is uh the next level was actually uh trying to help you guys get there because i cared enough i believed you guys you guys said you want to get there Mm -hmm. i thought it was my
1: job to get you there Mm -hmm. right no 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 totally and it was one of those points where yeah you definitely did uh push us you pushed us physically. You pushed us psychologically. Um, you held us accountable. Uh, you know, one person messed up. You know, everybody paid for it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which was uh, something I didn't I didn't understand. But um, <laughs> you know, I remember, I remember uh, playing. So this is part to you know. Pointing back to us being part of the program, so like right. the juniors would practice with the seniors. Yep. So we, so it wasn't just lip service. Like, okay, yep. this is a program, in the family. Well, no, the young guys practice with the old guys. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can't remember who I was guarding. I think it was, I think it was Gaiman I was guarding. Mm-hmm. And Gaiman, you know, he accidentally hit me in my lip, and I, and I was bleeding. You know, and I'm, you know, and I'm here trying to treat myself, <laughs> and you're looking at me like, hold on, wait, well, yo, what are you doing? Yo, yo, we're, we're still scrimmaging, man. You can't. You know, you, you can't stop to check to see if your blood is red, you know. And it was just one of those points. I was like, "Oh man!" And the game was kind of like whispering. He's like, "Hey, yo, man, you gotta, you gotta stop checking for the blood and keep playing, because coach coach will tear into all of us." <laughs> so I'm like, oh, "Oh, okay, 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 okay." Uh, and I remember one time we, we were at this juniors. Us were practicing with the um, seniors, and I guess we were doing like this little uh, fast break drill. Mm-hmm. And so I'm running point. <laughs> so I get the ball, I turn, I'm coming up the floor <laughs> And then you're like, Darnell Stop, everybody stop Darnell, what are you doing? I, and I'm like, oh, I'm just bringing the ball He's like, what does your dad do for a living? And I'm like, uh, uh he works at a factory He's like, you sure he's not a baker? Because you're a walking turnover One <laughs> dribble, past the ball And I'm just like, oh, shit I'm like, oh, yeah. i like, <laughs> ouch yeah i know but you know what 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 was the problem the problem i was over dribbling Mm -hmm. i was taking like 20 dribbles to get up the floor Mm -hmm. and you're like look man look yo like you've been turning it over all throughout the (laughs) drill just one dribble and fired off Mm -hmm. and i was like okay cool and so you know it was just things like that that was helpful for me Mm -hmm. um to to click into another mode Mm -hmm. um and it was helpful um but like i said to you um before like there was a point where it was very difficult mm-hmm. to play under that kind of scrutiny. And mm. after one practice I went to go quit. I was gonna go to your um office and tell you, look, man, like I can't I can't deal with this. My older my, my, my little sister, uh, she was you know, I would tell her how hard practice is and she'd be like, What? He said, what do you? He's making you guys do what? I would never take that. This, this is basketball. Whatever. I don't love basketball that much. And then so I'm like, yeah, maybe I should quit. Maybe I don't love basketball that much. And so, yeah, I tried to quit, um, but you weren't there that
2: day. Enjoying the show? Well, you can show your appreciation by sharing this episode with a friend. You can also take a trip down memory lane by leaving a comment. You can contact Darnell on Facebook or on Instagram and Twitter at Do Darnell. That's D-O-G-U-D-D-A underscore Darnell. Now back to our regularly scheduled program.
0: You know what? I don't think I would have let you quit. Ah. I'm going to tell you why. Because you always had a nugget of you care. You were uh, you're very competitive. And in an atmosphere where all the guys were like that, you're going to have those moments where you don't feel like you're competing with the group.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not just about the group. It's about life, man.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: When things get really tough, you got two options. You can walk away or you can stare and compete. Mm-hmm. And so it's a metaphor, you know. So there's no way I would have let you quit. Have, you, we would have a problem before you quit because mm-hmm. you're too good of a person first
3: mm-hmm.
0: and a player second. Mm-hmm. and that's important that's an important combination and yes it, 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 it was tough and yes everybody wants to go d1 and yes it was competitive atmosphere but at the end of the day you stuck it out right
1: yeah yeah um i don't i don't know how i ended up st- sticking it out um but yeah you know it was just it was just a process and i guess even the camaraderie with the guys uh, uh talk about how like our, our our practices were very competitive Yeah. Our games were easy, but our practices were very competitive. And, you know, there was points where you would stir the pot in our scrimmages. So you talk about that a little bit. Okay. So the
0: games were easy because the practices were so hard. Uh, Because you had to train your – if you could train – the philosophy that I grew up with was your practices had better be harder than the games because those games better seem easy because you're putting everything on the table. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that you're not going to see – Mm -hmm. Nobody in your team is going to surprise you because you know what every man from Mm -hmm. number 13 to number one is going to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So when you step on the court, your teammate can rely on you. Mm -hmm. Your your, your coach knows what product you're putting on the floor too Mm -hmm. because he sees the data. And the best thing about it, it just makes you better because there's always somebody that wants your shirt. And Mm -hmm. I was always a person that never believed in the starting five. Mm -hmm. You have to have your, you have to earn it. Mm -hmm. Everything was earned, never given. And so if you're going to be practicing, then practice right. And I'm going to honor you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to honor your wishes by making sure that you guys get your dream. Even if you guys don't go D1, you're going to learn about life real quickly. That sometimes we don't always get our dreams, but Mm -hmm. we can work hard towards that. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that it was exemplified in
1: every practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it was like super competitive. So like, yeah, like you said, like nobody... There was no solid starting five, so you basically mm-hmm. earned your spot yeah. every practice based yeah. on your effort and how we did, how you did in the scrimmages. Yeah. And the cr- scrimmages were very stop play, so it wasn't just back and forth. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you would stop, coach, give direction to both sides, and then tell them to play, and yeah. then think about it and go through it. Yeah. But in the midst of that, the guys who had the red pennies were the starters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then there was points where, you know, you would say to one guy, you'd be like. You know, I wouldn't have a penny and then like uh, or Curtis would would have a penny and you'd be like, you know what, Curtis, that penny might look better on Darnell. Darn, what do you think about that penny? <laughs> How do you think that penny would look on you? And I and I would be like, Well, um, you know and, and it would put me on the spot, which was in my head I'm like, Well, do you want his spot? Yes, yep, I do. Yep. I have to say, yes, I do. Go and then you it. would say, well, go take the penny off of his butt. Like, Curtis would start to take it off, and then you would be like, well, no, 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 no. Don't take it off, Curtis. Darnell, help him take it off. <laughs> and now you're taking the jersey off of You put it on. You're like, okay. Now the next play is for Darnell. You better score. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, shoot. You're like, oh, man. Now, now Curtis is pissed. And they you know the play running for me off the screen. Like, yo, now you got to make this. So in your head, you're like, yo, you got to, the point is you got to execute. Yeah, you Next do. play, it's not even a game now. Yeah. You're like, look, I got to execute. This guy's coming from my head. They know the play. And then, you know, then, you know I mess up. Then it's like, oh, you know what, Curtis? It did look better on you. Why don't you take that off? And so that, that made the environment like, st- oh, you could cut it with a knife, the intensity. You know, I can give you a little history on
0: that. So... A year earlier, prior, Phil, the point guard, was facing a lot of criticism from the guys that weren't playing as much. Mm -hmm. They didn't realize the pressure that Phil was under. Phil was like, you you had a really good team, and people had high expectations for this team. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had D1 scouts, coaches, lining up in our gym Mm -hmm. to watch a practice, man. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh Phil faced all the scrutiny to the point where he would talk to me, and he was a tough warrior. Phil was a, a soldier. Mm-hmm. So he'd come to me and say, you know, you know, uh, he's kind of reached his limit. Mm-hmm. And Then I said to him, I'll handle it. Mm-hmm. I'll handle it. Mm-hmm. And so then we played a game. It was a tough game. And the people that were bad-mouthing him and saying that, oh, you know, Phil gets breaks, I said, Phil, you're not starting this game. Go sit down. I put the other guy in the game. I watched him turn over the fo- the ball,
3: whoa. play after play. Whoa. He
0: looked at me for a timeout. I looked away. Oh, whoa. Yep. And then uh, timeout was called. And then I didn't say anything to the player. The player just got up and walked to the other end of the bench.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Phil, you ready? Yep. We mm-hmm. won. Phil took over the game.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so the lesson there was if you're going to badmouth or if you're going to say that you're bad at somebody else, then do it. Mm -hmm. step up to the Mm -hmm. plate and do it Mm -hmm. and so uh, after that Phil didn't have problems for the rest of the year because Mm -hmm. nobody wanted to be the man
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and you could try and I I respect you for trying Mm -hmm. I respect you for trying in practice But then don't go after the man, mm-hmm. take his spot then, take it in practice. And mm-hmm. these guys were not doing that in practice. They, they were very good at complaining behind mm-hmm. the guy who wasn't even aware to some degree of the stuff that he was going through, because mm-hmm. Phil is tough as nails. Mm-hmm. And then when, it, when I finally realized, came to my attention, I'll handle that situation. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a problem again.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, like, and like the ascension of, of Marie Smith, who was yep. called Moose. Yep. Um, and it was, it was cool for me because I met him in grade nine uh, and I saw his development and his growth under your coaching. Um, so, uh, he wasn't starting. Uh, he wasn't the starting shooting guard mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, just like, you know, he was going back and forth with whoever was starting at the time mm-hmm. and Moose earned his spot and then became, Moose became our main guy mm-hmm. and he basically got the green light. Yeah. And a lot of people were kind of asking, like, okay, whoa, 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 how did he, how did he get to that point of the green light? So, so what was it about Moose's game or demeanor that that made him our main guy? Humility, humility.
0: Because I also knew that back in the playground, Moose was the guy uh, in his era.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, in the summertime, which I had you guys come in and training in the summertime, mm-hmm. I didn't mind that. Uh, I would see him. I put him in the younger gym on the other side, mm-hmm. whereas Golden Boy mm-hmm. and everybody else was in the main gym. Mm-hmm. And um, so then he, I'd see him and Jerome picking their heads around the corner, see, can I get in? Can I get in? Can I get in? And then uh, if we are short players, I'd, you know, whatever, I'd choose guys on the other side to come over and play. Mm-hmm. And I saw his heart, I just saw him. Wanting to give everything, and wanting to learn, and not saying like I'm the man. Because no, I want to learn to be the man. Mm-hmm. So he was watching and learning, and I was watching him. And I just thought his attitude was uh, was perfect for for what he needed to do and what mm-hmm. I needed on the team. Mm-hmm. I had a philosophy. I always wanted two shooters and a, and a big. I've always wanted that. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter. I didn't care if you're a six ten, if you're a shooter or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't care who you were. Or what mm-hmm. you know, what your name was. Just just deliver. Mm-hmm. And uh, he delivered
1: Yeah, and and I and you're saying he delivered And I saw it for myself Where he went from not playing To playing, to getting the green light To one time, you know He passed the ball <laughs> on an open shot mm-hmm. And you tore a strip off of him and that was it. I was like, "Oh, it's like that now." <laughs> so then Moose, you know, as soon as Moose touched it, yo, he was letting it fly. Mm-hmm. You know, like Steph Curry before Steph Curry, he was yeah. like, know oh, yeah. yeah. catch high, release yeah. high." That yeah. was it.
0: Yeah, he could. Yeah, that yeah. was
1: it. So it, it it was really good to see, um, and to see um his development and him get to that that point.
0: He eventually became an All Canadian.
1: Yep. Yeah. So yeah, All Canadian um, did mm-hmm. well at Sheridan. Yeah. Uh, he's coaching now. Hopefully, one day I'll get to sit down with him mm-hmm. and and talk about He's that. A good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. It was fun. It was fun growing up with him um, mm-hmm. and hooping alongside him and seeing the development of, of him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that was helpful for me being in that um, intense environment um, playing for you, which was uncomfortable at the time, but when the season ended, mm-hmm. um, when the storm settled, I was a different person. Like, um, hmm. psychologically, psychologically, I was like, you know, like a like like a trained pit bull. Yeah, yeah. Just let out the cage, and you know, I didn't know because you know I'm always around these guys, and it's always intense. We're always competing with the seniors or competing with my peers, and you know, running hard and so, you know, um, that sees that summer I played um, summer league, and I won the league MVP. Beautiful. And. You know, you know, and it was one of those points where I said, okay, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I get the yelling. I get the nervousness. I get the anxiousness. I get the yelling. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, psychologically, I was just in a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I, yeah, I, I thank you, coach, for that. Um, but, again, like, you know, as a player, you don't see. Yeah, like, you know, coach is riding, and you're like, man, what's wrong with this guy, man? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, why is he running? <clears throat> what's wrong with this guy? Mm-hmm. But then when you start to see the fruit of it, you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm.
0: it's time and place right I, I know that too and and you know and I had a philosophy too back then where I'm not here to be a friend <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. Know? that was it <laughs> <And clears throat> so with that mentality it was like uh, you know what you have a goal you set a goal I'm going to see if you can get to the goal if I can help you even get halfway to that goal then I I'd consider that a success
3: mm-hmm. if you hate
0: me along the way it is what it mm-hmm. is and um, and so, I mean, I don't have that philosophy now. I mean, no. that was back in the day. Uh, but um, I'd like to think that it made a difference, you know, yeah. and I'd like to believe that. It wasn't a it didn't come out of a place of malice or hate. Mm-hmm. They actually came out of a place of love. It was a, a dedication to you guys to honor your wishes. Now, if you guys said, you know, Coach Man, we just want a team to mm-hmm. have fun and play, you know, a little pickup ball, no problem. Mm-hmm. I would struck it totally different. We let's practice, you know, maybe two times a week, three times a week, and let's throw a ball out there. And let's just do a little bit of thing. I make sure you don't get hurt. So I'll show you a little basics here and there. Yeah. We'll have fun. We will we'll probably lose every game. <laughs> you know but it'll be fun and then maybe I won't want to coach because that's not how I I was brought up I was brought up in the you know get to the next goal thing so maybe I'd have my assistant coaches come out and maybe I'd come out for one practice you know but I was always adjusting to the needs of the players Uh And that's how I I did things. And uh, for for guys and girls, I didn't show the girls the same things I showed the guys. Mm -hmm. But if you ask the girls, I will stop on the girls too. Trust Mm -hmm. trust me. Because I saw my sister. I saw what she did. Mm -hmm. And I did not take it easy on the girls because they're girls. Because that's not going to fly with me. Mm -hmm. If you want me to coach, if you want me to do well um, uh, with the kids, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you my all. And mm-hmm. so uh, the girls, we had a
1: good season too, but that's a different story. So would you? So would you say? That, so what's different? What's like coaching then now? Like like the style that you coached us with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these days it's uh, frowned upon. Yep. Um, uh, uh, g- give me your perspective on okay. that.
0: Okay, so here's the thing, man. Um, a the history now is there. Like I mentioned earlier, the history. So, really, the whole thing about what it takes to make a D1, you guys know now. Mm-hmm. You guys see the videos, you've seen mm-hmm. the, the stories about these guys in East LA Park. and all yeah. that, just trying to make it. yeah and so now I wouldn't even have to do that. Now it would be a matter of, okay, let's get the drills in place. Let's get the plays in place. Let's, let's get the skills number one in place because skills are missing, man. So that would be the first thing to get in place. And then the intensity, you guys would bring that all by yourself. In fact, I think today would be a matter of, the, for those kids that are serious about D1, mm-hmm. is balance. You're doing too much. Like you're going from one team to another team to another team. And when do you have your physical break for your body and yeah. mind?
1: Yeah, because that that was part of uh, one thing that I know you hated. Um, and I, I was most most high school ha- coaches hated the fact that we played uh, rep mm-hmm. um, outside of um, you guys. So when we weren't playing um, with you mm-hmm. in high school, we were playing rep for the Blue Devils with Josh. Mm-hmm. And then when we weren't playing with Josh. We were playing Mm pickup at Century Garden. Mm -hmm. So we were playing basketball seven days a week. Yeah. Just running. Yeah. And, you know, that's not actually
0: (laughs) healthy for you. Um, Especially, it's even worse now. Yeah. Some of the seasons, like I I just came off a season with the girls. And they were playing my season plus a rep season. And it's supposed to be not in the same season, but it is. And they are yeah, playing yeah, two seasons yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then they go from that to another season, right after the season was over, into the uh, summer A-A-U. season. A-U. Yeah. And then right into the summer season. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know what? You know what kind of hurt this season? When I talked to two girls, I asked if they even liked basketball. And I this was awesome, man.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And they said No. And I asked, can you, can you tell me why? They said, we're just tired, Coach. We go mm-hmm. from – Burnout. You, yeah, you're just one of my coaches. Mm-hmm. And I understood that. I'm not the center of their universe. Mm-hmm. I'm just one of their coaches. Mm-hmm. And they are burnt out. They look pale. They look tired. And I said, can you do me a favor? And the off is almost over. Can you just take a break? I don't know, Coach. We have a meeting coming up after – like when we yeah. get back on the Sunday, we have a, a meeting and a practice. Yeah. Wow. You know, so no, it, you can't possibly coach like that because the reason why, um, my personal reason why I didn't want you guys doing the rep thing was because I knew I was intense. Mm-hmm. I knew that the practices were going to be meaningful, they're going to be targeted, mm-hmm. and I knew that your muscles are going to be sore. So then I would taper it to what our games are, what when our, when our tournaments were. So everything was scheduled in terms of, okay, coming off the weekend, come back Monday, practice is going to be more cardio-based and more mm-hmm. strength-based. Mm-hmm. Tuesday's going to be a little bit tougher program, plus skill development and plays that we need to do. It was all worked out. So mm-hmm. by Wednesday, I taper tapered down a bit. You're going to do a lot of foul shooting, all that stuff. By Thursday, it's probably a day before, like a, a tournament. So that's going to be mostly shooting, foul shots and stuff and plays, getting to a, a mm-hmm. big-time uh, uh, weekend. Well, on the Monday after a weekend you're going to be relaxed Mm, a bit because you're tired now i can't anticipate your injury if you don't tell me yeah right after my tournament on saturday i was practicing intense on sunday Mm. so you come back on monday i'm dealing with broke down people yeah yeah (laughs) no so and i was always afraid of that
1: yeah yeah Yeah, no it's and it's and i guess what some teams have done is they have flipped their high school team into their aau team Mm -hmm. so their guys aren't being stretched as much right. during during the season mm-hmm. for those programs who are able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, so you're coaching now?
0: Yeah, I, this is. Uh, I just finished coaching the girls' season.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we were successful. We won RAPSA, mm-hmm. Um and uh, girls were awesome. We went to Offsa, but uh, like I said, with the overlapping some like three of our girls got hurt because the day before they went to the practices. And they didn't want to tell me that they were hurt. Mm-hmm. But it was inevitable. One girl, she couldn't even barely walk, so I uh-huh. couldn't play her. <laughs> yeah, right. The other girl was trying to hide it as she was playing defense. I was wondering, mm-hmm. why is she not moving on defense like she did in the Robster Championship? Mm-hmm. We won that by 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she tells me later, Coach, I sprayed it in practice last night. First play of the, uh, the game, another girl takes a charge, gets hurt. She was done. Mm-hmm. So it was just one disaster after the other. And some of this fatigue, right, and mm-hmm. and practicing. So, I don't know, there's a bit of a a lack of respect for the high school because there's so many different leagues, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Uh, it is what it is, man. Like, you know, it, it's a changing of the guard. I mean, uh, we get used to and adapt to what's happening now. And it is what it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what was like a life changing uh, coaching moment for you as a player or, or as a coach, as your coach to you or to you towards a player? What was that life changing moment?
0: There was a guy back in the day, well, there's two, uh, one is a player, and, uh, um, but there was a student and uh, he got himself in trouble and he had a bad reputation um, and I got to tell you, my heart went out to him, you know, uh, so I kind of bought into the reputation thing because he did some silly things yeah. and so I remember uh, coaching or teaching phys ed in the field, some dude walks across the field in the middle of my class and says, uh, coach, I want to play basketball, again and this guy was amazing player mm-hmm. amazing and um, so I said to him I'm sorry man I, I got no time for that so I turned my back and start walking towards my class he follows me
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I <laughs> I said can I help you he goes I want to play basketball again I, I'm willing to come to school I did want to go cut my classes did you cut him Oh, no, he just, he just, I think he got uh, suspended from school or something, mm-hmm. and he was coming back.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: So, uh, so then he, he, so I I walk away. So the third time, he comes up to my face and says, I really want to play. I'm serious, but what will it take me to play? Mm-hmm. So I figured, really, he's undisciplined. This is what will take you to play. Mm-hmm. You have to wear a tie every single day. You have to be on time to all your classes, not late once, or you're gone. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Done. All right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking there's no way he's gonna last a day. He shows up. He's got this thing wrapped around his neck like he's choking, mm-hmm. and, and it's um uh, it's supposed to be his tie, mm-hmm. and it looks like something. <laughs> it looks like the letter X yeah. that's struggling, yeah. and he's sitting there with a big smile on his face. Uh, oh my! <laughs> Come here. <laughs> right. So I showed him how to how to make a tie. And so after that, he, he met the, he had the tie every single day. Mm-hmm. And then the, the teachers were asking me, what are you doing? Do mm-hmm. you know who this kid is? Why are you putting mm-hmm. him on a team? Well, not only did I put him on a team, I made him my captain.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He is my captain. Mm-hmm. And then I made the co-captain his complete opposite.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, together, they were absolutely amazing and funny as heck. Um mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, he learned a lot. He went to classes, he mm-hmm. did well, man mm-hmm. and i got that made me feel so good that here's a kid you talk about wanting it badly. Mm-hmm. he was talented, but he wanted it. he wasn't just all words, and I was so happy to help him it was It went beyond basketball i didn't even care about that crap anymore. Mm-hmm. what it was about this young man finding his voice and finding his way to success
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that's what meant more to me than anything. Mm-hmm. And so basketball lost its its coat, and what was revealed was this fine young
1: man who wanted a life. Wow. So, no, no, and those kind of moments are one of those points that keep you going mm-hmm. um, and make you a, a more sensitive and aware coach. But like, what about like like coaching mistakes where you're kind of like, ah, man, you know what, you know what, <sighs> a thousand, a million. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, 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 I'll never admit to being. Um, a great coach. I was a coach that tried. Uh, I tried to help. Tried to make a difference, and uh, tried to make your lives a little bit better. Give you a reason. So to me, ultimately, it wasn't always about basketball. It's about life, because mm-hmm. to me, it was a metaphor. And and my brother always told me, um, don't let life. Don't let basketball use you you use basketball. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get you guys to take the skills that you've earned. Yeah,
1: yeah, you always told us that. Yep. Yeah.
0: And and translate it to the real world mm-hmm. so that you will never be second tier. You know what, man? In Brampton, you know, the demographics of kids, a lot of black kids on the team, um, and I, I didn't want, and I was surprised at the mentality, though. Like, the warehouse mentality. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, I'm going to get up there and, you know, work in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Really, Is mm-hmm. that the best you can get out of life? Mm-hmm. No, man. And I want to make sure that you guys understood that when you guys work hard and you put your mind to something, you could be anything and anybody you want, to, no matter what the world tells you, what the color of your skin is. Mm-hmm. And I want to get that point across more than anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. That's funny you say it like that because um, your teaching style carried over to me when I started coaching. So a lot of things you taught me you know i was teaching the kids uh and actually it turns out um you know the first time well not the first time i coached but when i started coaching Kadar at seven mm-hmm. uh his teammates were beckley and Bekele? michael okay. yeah yeah so so you know your two nephews mm-hmm. uh were were on my team yeah. and i don't know how i found out i don't know i I can remember how I found out I was like, wait, this is Mr. Hamilton's nephews. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Um so, you know, I had them at seven mm-hmm. and you know, the well for me, like the one of the things you taught me was um you used to keep statistics. Yes. Oh yes. Um, but analytics before and before yep. analytics were cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before yep. it was cool. Yep. And so I would always make sure I had a uh, you know, a coaching staff, I'd make sure I had like two people mm-hmm. there keeping um stats uh yep. I, I called it hustle points mm-hmm. so you know i kept track of uh tips if you know you, yep. you deflect you know you don't get the ball you deflect you got mm-hmm. points for that you got, a point, yeah. Yeah, you got a point for yeah. steal. you got a point for you got a point for rebound you know minus for turnovers mm-hmm. and yes. so forth and um that was helpful um when i was teaching kids uh like nine and ten mm-hmm. um those those principles and even now one of the kids i was coaching at ten um He's he's now a coach now mm-hmm. um, at a prep school, okay. and he's twenty five now. And nice. me and him were talking one day. I'm, actually, I might get him on the um, the show to talk about that experience and mm-hmm. how that how your teaching carried over to me and how it carried over to him. And mm-hmm. then he said that taught him um, that you know it isn't just about scoring points; mm-hmm. it really is about team. And it gave me opportunity to acknowledge the kids who aren't so good, right? Um, because Kadar, you know, Kadar's dropping twenty points. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, he could you know, nice but player. right. But actually when I started, I kept keeping the analytics. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's turning over the ball, he's not efficient, <laughs> he's taking a lot of shots to get the twenty. <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm just like, Come on, man, he'll bring the twenty two I'll rip up the sheet. I'm like, whatever, man. Get here. <laughs> this is you know it was nothing. But yeah. for the kids who played five minutes or ten minutes, yeah. the efficiency they would show in that. Yeah. That guy would be the player of the game. Yes. And the kids would work even harder. Yes. When they got in. So now my teams are super competitive Mm because even the guys who play two minutes are killing it and putting Mm -hmm. that effort. So, you know, that's your teaching, carrying over to me and carrying over to another generation, which is pretty cool.
0: You know, uh, the reason why I did stats too is um, I don't really like emotional conversations because they tend to be a little bit illogical Mm -hmm. so when i break down something for a player coach why am i not playing Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. i like to sit down and say okay Mm -hmm. here's some empirical data (laughs) (laughs) you know and and it takes the emotion out of the conversation and so then now it's about no you don't hate me you don't like me it's about what can we do to improve and there's mm-hmm. factual data on paper. Yeah. I, this season I took stats and I have I have I've upped, I've upped my game. Yes. So I've got an iPad and I had a manager, their only one job was mm-hmm. just to take stats. Mm-hmm. Then I'd take the stats home and then I'd send them off to the coaches mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, take a look at the stats. Mm-hmm. And so then, yeah, the numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. And now, and I had a bit of a problem because my daughter was on the team, and mm-hmm. I knew that, you know, there'd be some. Oh, there's an inherent bias because she's your daughter. Understandably, so if I took stats, stats don't lie,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it's not me doing it. My manager's doing it. Mm-hmm. So then, all I have to do is come back with the stats and and read them out. Mm-hmm. But then the counter argument to that was, well, stats don't mean everything.
1: Oh, <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things. You're right. Yeah, because when you have the proof. The empirical data then people are like okay there it is and I remember uh I remember one time we were doing a video session with you mm-hmm. and um <laughs> you know video sessions with you are funny so so you know you know I don't remember go, so you have to oh, man, going over game tape okay oh, man that's like the best for coach player relationship. Okay. Because that's when you you see everything. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. You see everything. Yeah, so one yes time uh we're going over the game tape and um Mouse yeah. right? so, <laughs> So he's on the bench, right? And like he's reclining, and he has his hands behind his back, and he has his feet up. You're like, wait, hold on, Push pause. He's like, what's going on over there, Bushpaws? He's like, he's like, what is it? He's like, Jerome. What do you want a martini? Like, what is it? What is it? it? You're kicking up on a beach? You want a hammock? Is it? Is this what we're doing on the bench? This is what we're doing. You know one of those things like well yeah you see the man's posture but yeah, yeah. But yeah man the game tape the, st- the statistics yeah, yeah it doesn't lie man and it it's a beautiful thing right. where you're like okay you know what I'm not being biased here's the proof yeah you know yeah. so that that was that was uh, <coughs> that was funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no that was, that was very helpful so just in regards to like you know going forward and seeing people's um development what is your like coaching philosophy now from then to now
0: oh from then to now um well i find that uh, uh kids are sold a bill of goods now so they automatically believe they're going to d1 when you look at the stats like a few years ago was what 1.5 like percent of the people american guys mm-hmm. would make the uh ncaa like and then it's even less and now the girls were like At one point, it was 2% for girls. And this Mm -hmm. is American girls trying to go D1. Mm -hmm. So now you have all these coaches out there selling the D1 dream at prep schools. Mm -hmm. If you can make it, great.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: But a lot of times, you're paying big-time dollars to get into programs where you're you're paying for the starting five. Mm -hmm. And so you're getting limited minutes. So my thing is, okay, my philosophy now is very simple. You know, if you're going to coach high school, understand you're going to be coaching for fun. And then, if your team is success, uh, successful, mm-hmm. you're going to lose your starting five mm-hmm. because they're going to get poached. And I'm going to tell you. So after this year, I have stopped coaching. Uh, so you retired. Yeah, it's, it was just time to, to move on, let the young bloods and their philosophy, mentality. I don't know if I can wrap my head around this philosophy either. Of the the you know there's no the players are not loyal to anybody. No, so, oh no. So you know it's not as if you want loyalty, but you would like to see the progress of your players because some coaches you know they're not going to teach you the right skill or teach you the basic skill or won't define the skill Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so then they come back to you and everything you taught is like gone so it's a little frustrating and so it's like you know what man it is what it is you know you do what you got to do to get to where you need to be Mm -hmm. and that's just the way it goes yeah and uh so you have to be able to adapt to the philosophy of that and uh, I don't necessarily subscribe to that because I think the kids need a break and I mm-hmm. think that breaking down a kid is a bad thing and I think that should actually be governed like mm-hmm. in terms of the mentality of a kid mm-hmm. um, it's almost abuse so at the end of the day uh, it's now in fact my philosophy was like more like have fun so when I found out the girls before ROPSA mm-hmm. were at a Quebec tournament all yeah. weekend long
3: mm-hmm.
0: so they had RAPSA that week
3: mm-hmm.
0: oh my goodness the Monday they, they looked like like death warmed over man like just pale and I'm sure and then some of them didn't even show up to practice Mm -hmm. my philosophy then before ROPS was by now you guys know everything and you've played all weekend so so I don't have to worry about running you for fitness Mm -hmm. you guys Mm -hmm. played all weekend Mm -hmm. Um, my thing is well let's just have fun so on the gym we just we had fun before ROPSA. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, so this is what we're gonna run in ROPSA. But today we're gonna shoot from half court, we're gonna shoot foul shots, gonna play bump, we're gonna just mm-hmm. do little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and so it was fun, it was good. And so by the time ROPSA I think it was a Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, um, the girls were loose enough to play, we recovered from the weekend because they didn't need me running them anymore mm-hmm. and so we just played, and the girls won we, we won handily so it was uh it was good and I was, I was feeling hopeful going into AFSA thinking that the girls had mm-hmm. held AFSA in high esteem, uh, but really, when I found out you know they're going to practice before opsa and getting hurt before mm-hmm. for, so before OFSA, then it kind of dawns on you. Dude, you know it's, it's that's the way things go. Like high school isn't the be all end all. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, some people would say it's a bit of a joke if you're still in high school. It is what it is. So, um, you know, the kids got to play at the levels and do what you want. And so, if you're successful at the high school level, don't expect to have the same team again next year because they'll right. be poached. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because uh, the landscape's changed so much, especially when we have more players going to the NBA. Yes. Um, and when I. <clears throat> When I was, for my generation, you know, that wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, getting to the league wasn't a real thing. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, players know it and the parents know it. Yes. So that's why there's no loyalty. Right. Because, you know, there's you know there's millions to be made. Right. So forget all that loyalty nonsense. Yeah. Like, look, man, you got to go to where you're going to get played and yep. where they're going to win. So coaches become stepping stones.
0: That's what they are. And if mm-hmm. you can accept that, that's a great thing. If you're just a stepping stone and you say, Yeah, I know I am. And if that's how you roll, that's good, man. Good for you. Oh, well, a stepping stone. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. Oh. It, it, you know, it is uh. what it is. It's a harsh reality that people have to face. Like, even the coaches that think that, yeah, that's my player, is it really a player? No. You know what I mean? No. Like, so, so you just, so what you do is you hope, like, you develop character.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So at least with you, they've learned character, like, mm-hmm. you know. We're going to try. We're going to be a better person. We're going to respect people. Can I tell you a story about a little respect here?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I had this girl on my team. Uh, she's so, so nice. and uh, She's tall. And since grade 9, I was asking her to come play ball. She's in grade 11 mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And so she, I said to her in the hall, and I was half joking. I said, why don't you come out and come play for me?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And she goes, well, okay, well, think about it. I okay, well. She comes walking in the jail. I couldn't believe she's walking in the jail. go, can I help you? Yeah, you said you want to try. out. You're gonna try out? Sure. So uh, she comes to the gym, and she's not very good. And uh, so there's another girl. There's a couple of other girls in the gym that were really good, uh, but they had a bad attitude because mm-hmm. they thought that yeah, I'm gonna come here, run the team, run things, and get the yeah. officer. Yeah. Then when they checked the the board for their name, uh-huh. it wasn't there.
1: <laughs> but you know, Mr. Appleton, you know what you you had a reputation even back then. You had a reputation for. That Mm -hmm. where like all the guys in the program were scared. Like Mm. it was never like okay the star was always comfortable. Right. Like you've cut good players before. Yes, I have. Yeah. You know we. You know I remember being in the cafeteria. You know Jeff is the You know the the local (laughs) storyteller. You know everybody (laughs) would gather around. Everybody would gather around (laughs) Jeff, and then Jeff would be like okay let me tell you the story about when so and so got cut. Yeah. Oh man. The year before he was scoring twenty points. Next season Mr. Hamilton cuts him. You know, so all of us, well, that's what <laughs> it kept us kind of scared. We're like, yo, you didn't give a rip about who's yeah, who. No, I didn't. But yeah, go ahead, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just the integrity of the person, right? Yeah. And so so this girl, the, so, so she's wondering, like, how, and so I know, I was worried about her getting some hate, because mm-hmm. she's still there, and I cut a couple of girls that were, we're good, they're legit good, but just bad attitudes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the story I want to tell is, um, we were at a tournament in Mississauga here, at uh, Carmel, and mm-hmm. um, so uh, I said, to, and she, we made this a deal. She goes, Mister mm-hmm. Hamilton, could, can we make a deal? If I play for you, could you not play me? <laughs> she, mm-hmm. I go, and I know I, that feeling. I, I said, I can't, I can't make that deal with you. I mm-hmm. said, because what's going to happen is you're going to improve,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I might need you. And I said, well, I'll tell you, what, I'll make this deal with you. If I want you to play, we'll 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 I'll tie you in the game and we'll see how you're comfortable. Okay. So those are a few times that we're we're up and we walked down I walked down to the bench and she looked away from me. Mm-hmm. And so okay, so was one time at the Mount Carmel game, I said to her, I walked down to the bench, Kate, hey, sub in. She looked at me, No, sub in. And then I said to the girls, You're not allowed to score until she scores. Mm-hmm. And so she, uh, the ball goes swagging around. the The offenses w- work well, and she's all by herself. Mm-hmm. And you know, she just learned how to make a layup. And guess what? She gets the ball, turns around, looks the hoop. I was like, oh no! Banks it. Went one. The ball swished. Bank mm-hmm. swish. The bench erupted like we were winning wow. the championship. I love that mm-hmm. because it wasn't about basketball; it was, it was about this girl mm-hmm. who thought that she couldn't do it, did it in a in the middle of a game, mm-hmm. and she's gonna have stories to tell later on yeah. when she has a family one day. You mm-hmm. know, she can say, "I played high school basketball and I scored." You yeah. know, it's uh-huh. to it, me that's what means more than anything. Yeah. When I look back at this past season, yeah, we went to Austin, yeah, we went to Robson. but that moment mm-hmm. sticks out
1: to me like gold. Wow. You yeah, no. That's that that's awesome. So okay, let me end it with this. Okay. Um, I'm one of your players. Mm-hmm. And I am I guess not feeling motivated to work. Motivate me. Okay. So you know what? I'd
0: want to do I'd want to know a couple of things. First mm-hmm. of all, what's going on in your life at that point because that's more important than basketball.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then if 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 what's going on in your life is a matter of Uh, You know, correcting this. It could be a a personal thing, a family thing, a psychological thing. uh, Then I'd want to address that so that you feel comfortable that all your needs were met. Mm -hmm. Then once you believe that I've addressed your your needs in a a way that respects you, I know you're going to say, it's time to step on the court because all my ducks are lined up. And I'm going to say, you know what? Today, I just want you to be you. You do what you can do today. Mm -hmm. But can you do me one favor? Can you be the best version of you today? And that's all I ask. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And then I'm going to let you do your thing. And I know that once you believe that I believe in you, no matter what's going on in your life, I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that at least you could say at least one adult believes in me. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And I would say to you, just be the best version of you today.
1: Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, well, I mean, well... I feel motivated <laughs> yeah man I, I man, thank you coach I appreciate you coach yeah. Hey,
0: you know I appreciate you and, and everything you brought to the table man oh well, thank you thank you and um but thanks for not quitting
1: oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> man oh man yes yes and, and thank you like even if I did come to you you would have told me no so. no you so mean. that so that that's encouraging even for me today mm-hmm. where I'm like oh wow so that really wasn't an option Mm-mm. that would, that never would have happened so I, would, I was already destined to mm-hmm. finish out the season and yeah. So yeah, I appreciate you, Coach. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, it was a good interview. Yeah, it was a pleasure being here, my friend. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Thank you. Thank okay. You. <laughs> On the next episode of Thanks, Coach.
1: I'm I'm looking at you as the professional and identifying talent, right? <laughs> so that's, that's a bit too high praise. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. So. Like, what is it you're looking for? What What is that factor when you walk into the gym to, to identify like, okay, yeah, that's the kid. That's somebody special.
0: And so when you're picking teams like that through that national team program, I mean, so it's not like if I'm picking a team for Sheridan or I'm picking a team for Pound. Really? You know, you know it's, it's a little bit different. I mean, any kid who's played for Basketball in Canada who understands how to make good reads out of a screen role as a point guard probably has a better chance of making the team than just a
3: good one-on-one point guard.
2: Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to say thanks, Coach.